You're listening to the Box Office Party. Welcome back to the Box Office Party. We are your weekly source of cinema's newest releases, box office estimates, trivia, and a whole lot of monkey business. I don't remember if I said that last week. I lost track. I am the box office geek. And I'm Hammy. Drew's off this week. He's he's off consoling his good friend Zach Efron after how terribly Firestarter did. <laughs> but either way, we got a big old weekend right now. It is one of the biggest box office weekends of the year. Memorial Day weekend. Always reserved for some of the biggest and best movies out there. Arguably. Uh, but first, Hammy's got some news for us. All right. First up in the news... Any MCU fan knows that Stan Lee has made a bunch of cameo and cameos in the Marvel movies, but obviously he doesn't do those anymore because he passed away. Uh, but uh, some fans are lobbying for his cameos to continue via you know CGI or or whatever, what have you. Uh, and some people think that it's a better idea not to do those. So assuming that the CGI is competent, geek, would you be for or against a posthumous Stan Lee cameo in a Marvel movie? I know you don't like answers like this. I'm indifferent. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't love it. Um, I understand why. I, I understand, you know, keeping the tradition and, you know, and he was in pretty much everything. So I I would support it at that extent. But, like, they never really added anything to the movie. True. Um, unless, like, it, they, it was revealed he was a watcher, which is actually kind of fun. But like, th- there's nothing more that can really be done with it because he's not going to be, re- he's not here to voice it. So, it's a fun little nod, little Easter egg. That's perfectly fine. You know, no harm, no foul. But also, I don't think it's a big. Well, it had. Mm, well, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. I don't remember if he was in Black Widow. Has he been in every single one? Because if he hasn't been in every single one, then this is all for nothing. I think he has been. He was in all but one before he died, and then he even had like some nods after. So I think there have been some now that he hasn't been in them. Oh, then, then it's the, the the horse is already out of the barn. Sure, I don't know if that's the phrase I would use. I, I feel like there's another. <laughs> the chicken's yeah. already hatched. I don't know something like that. I I am also somewhat indifferent. Um, like you said, it didn't really add anything to the movie, and it, it, it could be a fun nod. I guess it would depend on how good the CGI is and what exactly they would do. I guess I would lean no if I had to pick one or the other. Um, but yeah, I don't really care that much. It, it's something that. Since he was in all the, you know, did all the cameos, it probably is something he would like, I would think. So it wouldn't be like, you know, dishonoring his memory or anything. So I, I say no if I have to pick. But again, ambivalent. All right. So DC and Warner Brothers <clears throat> have admitted that because of this whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, they have thought about recasting her role in Aquaman. I don't know if they mean for the next, for Aquaman 2, but maybe going forward. Uh, and we touched on this briefly, briefly but if... A recast does happen. Who would you want to see in the role, Geek? I'm pretty sure it's unanimous that everybody just wants, you know, just replace with the exact same human being, but a better version of it is Blake Lively. I'm pretty sure everybody's on the same page with that. I wouldn't even, I mean, I'm always happy to see my friend Colin Farrell. But other than <laughs> that, yeah, I think I think everybody unanimously wants Blake Lively to step in. That I, uh... When I was looking, so my, my only criteria for this, since Mira hasn't really had that much of a part, was just finding someone who looked like her, and Blake Lively definitely crossed my mind. Um, I just didn't think that Blake Lively would like be down for this small of a role, since they seem to be shortening it. So I went with Brooklyn Decker, who is also very much oh. in that part, ballpark, and and like Amber Heard, I don't think Brooklyn Decker's like 
you know, necessarily like the greatest actress ever. So it kind of fit in that thing too. Not that she's like terrible, just that, I don't know. It just seems to fit on all, all areas except for the pooping in the bed. Hopefully. <laughs> all right. Leica and Converse Shoes have partnered up in a very niche fashion to make shoes with your favorite Leica characters on them. Uh, I was very surprised to, to hear this. Almost like Jurassic World partnering up with Hardee's and Carl's Jr. I thought for sure it would be McDonald's or something, but no. Leica and Converse Geek, are there any Leica sneaks that might pique your interest? Not to buy, but it would be fun to see. Yeah. Like, let me see some box troll <laughs> shoes that are just boxes. Like, don't they, you get the shoes, they come with the shoe box, but those are the shoes. That'd be fun. Um, obviously, like, the mom, the other mom from Coraline. Let me let me get, like, shoes that are black and they have, like, eight legs. Yeah. And stuff like that. I, I was making fun. Now this is actually kind of cool. Now I'm not actually really, like, falling in line with this. I feel like 90% um, of these have to be Coraline. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what was the what was the young man with the guitar? What was that? Uh, Kubo. Yeah, Kubo. Like make a guitar and like, the shoelaces shoelaces are the strings. That was actually gonna be my answer, except for I'm a bit of a minimalist. I just want the two strings. I don't want. Oh right, Kubo. Okay. So basically, I just want shoes. Um, <laughs> but they can they can they can have a little fun with the two strings. It's like only one string. Well, if they wear a pair. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I could put Kubo inside the tongue where no one can see it. That would be good for me. All right. Uh, so reportedly, about a dozen people walked out of the can showing of David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future during a, quote, erotic surgery scene between Viggo Mortensen and Kristen Stewart because it was so grotesque. I don't know what erotic surgery is, but apparently it's a very big part of the movie. That's, like, what it's about. Um, Geek, have you ever had to actually stop watching a movie because it was too disturbing? No, no, like uh, uh, flat out, no. I've I've always endured some like, and I haven't really seen anything. Well, not turn it off. Uh, there's a film called Cannibal Holocaust. It's a found footage film from the, the late seventies, and animals are killed on camera. Like a turtle is like is chopped up and other things. I close my eyes at that because that's real and that disturbs me greatly. But I, I wanted to watch the movie because it's very important to the horror genre. There's a comic book that I put down um, from Garth Ennis, who's like just a psycho. It was called Crossed and it was uh, an apocalypse. It was kind of like a zombie apocalypse, but instead of them becoming zombies, they get a cross burned onto their face is how they're infected. Once they're infected, that appears. And they go by their worst inhibitions imagined. So, like, this comic has, like, murder, like, a child being ripped in half. There's rape. There's strong language. Like, I have a high tolerance for that kind of stuff. And I had to put that comic down. I thought it was completely disturbing. That being said, I love Cronenberg. I am even more excited for this. So, what Cronenberg does, he figures out ways to show you porn without showing you porn. Um, the movie Existence, where like they're they're, it's kind of like the Matrix. They get things jacked into them. He's essentially saying this is a penis, and that's you know the the female anatomy. He's always done stuff like that with his body horror. It's kind of like part of his thing. It's, it's his sub his sub genre of the body horror. So like when I heard about this, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen very many Cronenberg. I I I don't think I'd be down for this, but I don't think like you. I don't think I've ever actually stopped watching a movie. 
there have been some stuff that, you know, it's been kind of hard to watch. Even some recent stuff like uh, Midsommar had some scenes that were kind of hard to watch for various reasons. Uh, even Hereditary. Hereditary? Hereditary? Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Requiem for a Dream was a little bit hard to watch there at the end. But yeah, I, I've never like had to stop. Um, almost in Moxie, though. Moxie was the closest I came. <laughs> JK, JK. All right, last one. So, much to your chagrin, Geek, the 10th Fast and Furious movie will not be called Fasten. Fasten. It will be called Fast X. Um, can you tell me another movie title that you just disliked so much that it would be worth putting on a news spot on our show? Uh, multiple. The one that always bothered me was Ballistic. X versus Ever. Yes, that's a good one. It's the stupidest. It's like... It's like they had two working titles and nobody could agree <laughs> on which one to go with. I want to call it Ballistic, but I want to call it X versus Sever because that's actually what the movie's about. No, and they, they put it on a sheet. Here, I'm going to put Ballistic right here. I'm going to put X versus Sever right here. We're going to look at them. And he's like, no, that's a dumb idea. Then he took a, 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 like a handful of M&Ms and he threw it at the other guy. He's like, don't throw M&Ms at me. And then two of them landed right between the sheets and made a, a colon. <laughs> and they're like, oh. That's exactly what happened. It's such I never even seen that movie because it's such a stupid title. What about you? I don't know. Um, I I I never really uh, thought about it. Even though I asked this question, I, I never <laughs> went back to it. I'm trying to think really quick now. I do feel pretty negatively about the whole Legends of the Guardians part of the Owls of Gahul because I think it takes away from the Owls of Gahul and the beautiful, yeah. beautiful owls. No, I I think a lot of movie titles are dumb, honestly. Um, anything that's like overly long, anything that's the something when it doesn't need to be. I agree with that. Like the final destination. Yeah. And it wasn't even the last one. Like it was originally intended to be the final one. So I was like, okay, so is that how you say this is going to be the final movie in the franchise? Like the sling blade, <laughs> you know, like things like that. Like I, I thought that, and it wasn't cause like final destination five was released like two years later. So it's just stuff like that is stupid. Or they take them so like like the Fast and the Furious, and then the fourth one was Fast and Furious. Like they just got rid of the the. Yeah. Like that's so. If we're gonna stay in the franchise we're talking about, and Fast X is so stupid because this is supposed to be the final one of this specific storyline. That's a terrible name to send. Like Avengers Endgame, it wasn't even the final of like Marvel MCU movie, but it like it it let you know right away this is an ending piss me off i also didn't like knights and rodanthe because i didn't know how to pronounce it nobody does. well now that i live in north carolina i do so that's good all right still do. that's the news all right let's re- recap recap the weekend overall quite a solid weekend le- leading up to the memorial day holiday dr strange had an okay hold dropping 48 percent, another 32.3 million sitting at 342 million domestically as of monday downton abbey got all snooty <laughs> and it hit the lower end of our estimates with a 16 million gross honestly it's not too surprising the bad guys and Sonic continue to be buddy-buddy as they each drop 13% and 12% respectively. Bad guys brought in another $6.1 million really quick. It's at $74 million domestically as of Monday. Do you think it's going to hit $100 million before uh, it's pulled from theaters? No, but it's really had a good run. It really has. I, great job. And then Sonic 2 grabbed another $4 million. Its domestic total is $181 million. Sonic 2 is now streaming on Paramount+. Mm-hmm. Plus. So do you think it can clear $200 million before it leaves theaters? Probably not, I wouldn't think. But you never know. I don't think so. I mean, we 
Remember we kept saying that about uh, Spidey and Sing Two. Yeah, we kept yeah. saying it's never going to get there. It's never gonna... and, and then it, and then it, it, it did. This more one so, has the so summer I... to contend with the summer movies, but even then, it's kind of a, a light summer slate. So yeah, I mean, if it's what what other kids' movies are coming along? Not very many. So it might just no. keep trucking along at three million until it <laughs> gets there. Until Lightyear gets dropped. Yeah, yeah. and then men. Is lesser than X. Uh, the A2 elevated horror film from Alex Garland scared up 3.29 million. Honestly, no surprise there. Like we talked about, I was a little bit generous in my estimate because, again, it was like, I want to see this. I'm going to give it a lot of money. Guess the budget. Ugh. Twofer. The original Downton Abbey movie and Downton Abbey A New Era. How much do they each cost to make, respectively? Hmm. Let's go with 30 for both. The original film cost $16 million to make. Oh, nice. A New Era cost $40 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was very surprised about that. I guess it cost money to keep delaying it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or they had to continuously run advertising for it. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's true. I guess that does kind of make sense if you've been advertising for something continuously for nine, uh, for 18 months. Yikes, but, $40 yeah. million. I, I guess it could make that up in, in Britain, but I don't know. It's not great. Yeah, I think that's part of it. So it really has to make... It really has to make $100 million internationally to make a dent. Um, now, discussion topic, Downton Abbey, a new area. It, it, we were expecting it to be a barometer on the return of the older audience members to the cinemas, but should it have been? Does the new era's performance really let us gauge that accurately? What do you think? I think it gives us an idea. I don't think it's like a you know a complete telltale thing there, but I, I think it... I think that the olds are not either not ready to come out yet or are not going to come back to the movies. Yeah, I think under normal circumstances, this does get to 20. Uh, I guess, you know, if there's no pandemic kind of thing. Does it, though? I was wondering that. Like, I think what? so. I think so. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, I think we're going to test that a little bit again with Top Gun this week. And uh, I mean, Top Gun's going to do... It's definitely not a one-for-one one situation, but... Top Gun definitely has a lot of, you know, original Top Gun had was what those people are 40 to 60 now. So uh, you yeah. pretty much you could count them as old as far as movies go. And we'll see how they come out to that kind of thing. Speaking of new releases. All right. So speaking of Top Gun Maverick is the first new release out of two. And here is Drew's thing. I'm going to try to like drum up all my excitement. Everyone get ready as we are heading into the danger zone this weekend with Top Gun Maverick releasing. This is the long-awaited sequel of the 1986 Tom Cruise classic Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is about Pete Maverick Mitchell returning to the U.S. Naval Top Gun program as an instructor where he will be teaching some Top Gun graduates for a specialized missions for the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen. While in his new instructor role, he'll have to face an uncertain future and confront not only his deepest fears, but also ghosts from his past. Movie stars Tom Cruise, obviously, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, our buddy Glenn Powell, and more. It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who's given us Tron Legacy and Oblivion, so I don't know if that's a super great thing, but we'll see. Top Gun Maverick is PG-13, two hours, 11 minutes long, and by the last theater count the numbers gave us, it's about 4,500 theaters. I think I read today that it has the most theaters of any movie ever opening now. So I don't know exactly what that number is, but it beat whatever the old record was. So it's absolutely everywhere. Uh, the long-range forecast has it between 100 and 125 million for the three-day weekend. Remember, this is Memorial Day weekend. We're going to be doing three-day estimates here, but you know, even with a three-day, Memorial Day helps it out a little bit. 
Uh, has a 97% critic score, which is insane to me and insanely good, no matter how you slice it. A 99% audience score. Uh, really good stuff there. Uh, Drew says it's a tough movie to look up comps for, and he's definitely right there. Uh, you don't, you'll have a lot of sequels to 80s classics that were you know, just absolutely seminal and got into the zeitgeist and everything. Uh, he decided to look at some other Tom Cruise releases to get an idea of how the movie could do. Uh, the last two Mission Impossibles, which opened about sixty million each, and Oblivion, the other, the guy, you know, another Tom Cruise, uh, what's this guy's name? Kaczynski movie in twenty thirteen opened in forty million. Uh, those would be the bare, bare, bare minimum. I don't, I can't, I don't think you're going to get anywhere near that low of a number. He thinks this movie can play out better than those Tom Cruise comps. Uh, as mentioned, it's Memorial Day weekend, so this movie fits well into this weekend. It's all about fun popcorn movies, and this is definitely it. As well as... well, I, You know what? Let's just start talking on my own here, because uh, it's hard to do this in the third slash, second slash, first person. <laughs> Drew thinks this is going to get about $100 million on the three-day. Um, but what do you think, Geek? Will Top Gun, Maverick, Sword of New Heights, or will it misfire? I was full on ready to use the last couple of Mission Impossible movies as comps because it's 100% the same audience. Gen X is going to come out of the woodwork for this movie. Like this is a movie they grew up with and these positive reviews are just so encouraging. I was shocked to see those opening weekend numbers for uh, for Mission Impossible. Like I said, Fallout, 61 million. Rogue Nation, 55 million. Ghost Protocol opening weekend was 12 million in December. That just blows my mind. Great reviews, great marketing. This is exactly what I keep asking people to do. Just make a good movie and treat it right. I I, 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 <laughs> I keep thinking Christopher McQuarrie directed this. It, I it have feels like the, it. Yeah, and, and, and my brain won't accept that for some reason. I know he helped write it, but I know he and Tom were doing a lot of the promotion. Remember a couple years ago where they, they, they released that video saying, stop using that flow uh thing on your tvs stop setting your tvs to that specific setting uh turn it off watch the movie the way the filmmaker intended what's it called on on tvs on, on hdtvs where it's like scans whatever they said stop doing that now of course i listened to tom so i didn't <laughs> uh for other comps i just zeroed in on other memorial day performances if solo can make 103 million across you know Memorial Day weekend, so can Maverick. If that piece of crap, The Hangover Part 2, can make 103, so can Maverick. In fact, I think it could do better. Again, this is very likely, again, me wanting it to do well. I'm so excited to see this movie. This has been one of my biggest movies of the year. But regardless, I have it at a hopeful 110 million. But this is sounding to start like, well, certainly Doctor Strange 2 can clear $200 million this weekend, right? So it's, it's starting to sound like that. But I'm I'm very excited. I I couldn't agree more with you. I was, you know, I, I think both of us, you know, six months ago thought this might bomb or at least relatively bomb. Um, especially me, I just didn't think it was going to work. Of course, I did not expect the quality of the movie. I guess or the whole you know giant push behind it. It definitely has that. It has a lot of momentum. Has a lot of things going for it. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to treat this like Mission Impossible Eight or Nine or whatever we're on. Yeah. And then I, just like you, I saw. I was like, wow only 65 and if that's tom cruise has never made a 70 million opening weekend movie that's kind of crazy to think so this is this should blow that out of the water it really should yeah um some of the the movie guys some of the skynet guys think it's going to go like 180 for the four day or 
or like oh, he, that'd be amazing. you know 130 oh. 140 for the three day i i just don't see that i i, I it's hard for me to believe again we talk about the olds a little bit are they going to come out? Maybe this is what you know breaks the seal. I don't know. I mean, again, it's like Doctor Strange. A hundred million would be absolutely fantastic, but I'm having trouble giving it more than that at the moment. I have it at one ten also, which is great. It's really, 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 really good. Right. Um, and you know, if it does more than that, more power to it. But uh, man, if you told me this a couple months ago that Top Gun Maverick was going to be like busting down the doors to to the movie theaters, I would have not agreed with you. But uh. I do think a hundred million is not the floor, but I think it's got a great, great, great chance of getting there. Agreed, agreed, and it is Paramount, so it's. I even hesitate saying this out loud. It's going to be on Paramount Plus in like six weeks, um, give or take. Just like Sonic Two just released there, um, which is smart. If if they're if they they, they don't want to cannibalize themselves, they got uh, Paramount has Top Gun releasing this week, weekend. Okay, let's bring Sonic Two in. So not to keep people home, but like you know, not like steel audience. Not yeah. that it's the same audience at all. But <laughs> uh, again, this is a movie that should be seen on the big screen. This yeah. is a movie that you should you should go out and see it. And again, I think I think Gen X is going to flock to this. And lots of PLF, lots of you know IMAX and yeah. Dolby and all that stuff. So that'll only help it. All right, moving on. Uh, Drew's notes for Bob's Burgers: The Movie. It's an animated big screen musical comedy mystery adventure based on the long-running Emmy-winning series with a water main breaking and a sinkhole blocking the entrance to Bob to the restaurant. Bob is hurting to keep his burger business afloat. The kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. Bob's Burgers: The Movie stars everyone from the show, like recent birthday celebrant H. John Benjamin, Kristen Schaal, Dan Mintz, along with some performances from Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Galifianakis and Kevin Klein. This movie is PG-13, 102 minutes long. The Numbers has this premiering at about 3,300 theaters, and ProBoxOffice.com has this on their long-range forecast, opening between 6 to $10 million. And for the uh, for the weeks, the Bosbergers, the movie, has been trending somewhat downward on their forecast report. This is it. I agree with Drew here completely. It's a tricky movie to look up comps for and to try to figure out what it can do. It's pretty popular. And coming out on a four-day weekend would make for a solid performance, but for it to be coming out the same weekend as Top Gun could hurt its sales. Top Gun will be seen as a movie to see in the theaters in IMAX and Dolby, where Drew thinks Bob's Burgers can be looked at as a niche movie that can be watched on Hulu when it gets dropped on there later this summer. I am genuinely surprised personally that this didn't go straight to Hulu. Um, also, Drew says he's a casual fan of Bob's Burgers. He watched the earlier seasons, hasn't watched in a while, and he think the trailer he thinks the trailer doesn't sell the movie well. Drew thinks Bob's Burgers is funny. It's a good show. And the movie is holding a 93% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. But the trailer isn't doing it justice. He has it at $8.5 million for the three-day and hoping to get around $10 million in the four-day. Uh, Drew asks, what do you think? Will Bob's Burgers, the movie, open the juicy bucks or will it be overdone? Mm. Uh, well done, Drew. Well done. I I kind of agree with him when it comes to the trailer doing it a little bit of a disservice. Um but that's just, I think, more because that's what the kind of show that Bob's Burgers is. It's not like a, uh, you, you know, it's like a knowing smile more than a belly laugh kind of thing. So it's it's all yeah. about the characters and the little subtle jokes. So that doesn't really lend itself well to a trailer. I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. I think it's one of the my favorite, it's one of my favorite cartoons uh, ever, and it's it's going pretty strong uh, all however many seasons it's gone twelve or whatever. I have a I had the hardest time pegging a number for this. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, like you said, Top Gun's not going to help it. The fact that it got delayed so long, um, 
I, I, I mean, it has a big audience, but it's not like The Simpsons. It's not Simpsons made. I don't know how much, but way, 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 way more. Um, I, I really don't know. I, you know, Probo has it at six to ten. I have it at ten for the three day and like ten to fifteen ish for the for the four day. I, I really just don't know. I am not sure. I would love to see it do well. I, I'm a little bit worried that it's gonna get a little overlooked. Um, but I will definitely be watching it at some point in the near future, and and I hope Bob and the Belchers do well. I I agree. This is a really hard, like even like pro, like you gotta wonder like their estimates. Like, did they just throw a dart as well? Maybe. Um, the Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. So everybody keeps screaming about the similarities between this and the Simpsons movie. Stop it. This is not the Simpsons. Not even a little bit. Stop it. Right now, their opening weekend was seventy-four million. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I used the report builder on the numbers.com and I searched hand-drawn animation rated PG thirteen released between two thousand ten and two thousand twenty-two. Any guesses about what came up? South Park. No, nothing. Oh. <laughs> nothing really worth. It was all anime. <laughs> so uh, okay. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, the show, has been around for about 10, 11 years. It's got a super. It's got a strong following, but not. A Simpsons level strong following, not even like a Family Guy level strong following. In a way, The Simpsons is a good comp, but not for box office. It's generally regarded that The Simpsons are declining around season ten, and again, Bob has never reached the same success level of success as The Simpsons. The Simpsons was, was, was like a cultural phenomenon, but they have been lacking in quality over the most recent seasons. After combing through stats and comps, I finally found the perfect comp. What is it? Norm of the North. No, I. Uh, all of this really just depends on. Do you see this as a movie based on a TV show like Downton Abbey, or do you see it like a family film, like The Bad Guys? It's not going to go do anywhere near either of those movies, so it, it kind of doesn't matter. But like, it, because it's animated, if you can see more family, it Bob is rather family friendly to an extent. Like they've true, never true. had one bleep on their show ever. Um. It'll help with your mindset. It's like, our family's going to go to this. Do kids watch it? So that could help it out. I'm leaning more towards it being more like Downton Abbey. Yeah, a, definitely. A I think based definitely. on a TV show. And But I'm slicing their opening in half. I have an 8 million three-day for, for Bob. For what it's worth, the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, in 99, did 15 million and a little bit fewer theaters. I, okay, so do you think it's absolutely out of the realm for it to get 20 in three days i don't know i uh, like it could like it genuinely yeah. like if i'd be happy but not surprised I'm like okay yeah like i'd be a little surprised but i don't think it's like you know absolutely crazy and big insider tip here flops the goat of fml says <laughs> hot take uh boss burgers beats top gun maverick this week <laughs> he does not he did say that i don't think he was being serious oh. but you never know. Um, and that's the thing. If this was any other weekend, we'd probably have a stronger grasp. But the fact that it's Memorial Day weekend, we're like, what is this movie going to do? Yeah, I, I really don't know. It It's one of those where, you know, I, I don't like it. We say nothing would surprise me, but I think it can go from like six to eight to around 20. And I'm yeah. not I'm not sure where. Let's say the floor is six. The ceiling is 25. How about that? That's probably fair. We sound like Anthony D'Alessandro, like some yeah. might say. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that's actually what he does, and that's he actually gets paid for it. That's pretty sad. You know what else is sad? 
Um, Atonement, the movie, is very sad. I refuse to watch that. It's too disturbing. That's the one I would watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's party time. Hey, party time. Oh no, it's press- a lot of pressure. One person party time. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Uh, Top Gun. What is Tom Cruise's real name? Uh, Thomas Maypother the fourth, something like that. Yeah, yeah. good job. Yeah, I yeah, I've looked it up at some point. How many times has Tom been nominated for an Oscar, and for which films was he nominated? Uh, Rain Man, I believe. I think wrong. No. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, correct? Uh, Magnolia. Yep, and a big one. One we Jerry love. Jerry Maguire. There you go. Those three. He will win an Oscar one day. Someday. Let him. It's just, he's doing all these fun movies that we love. What is Tom's highest-grossing film domestically? War of the Worlds. Yep, two hundred thirty-four million internationally. Austin Powers, gold member. Uh, <laughs> not War of the Worlds. No. Mission Impossible. Whatever the most recent one was, I can't remember which one. Then. Yeah, Fallout. Seven hundred eighty-seven million wow. internationally, worldwide. I'm gonna give you a Tom Cruise film. All you gotta do is let me know if it made less or more than hundred million domestically. Okay. Edge of Tomorrow slash Live Die Repeat. Oh man, no. 100.2. Dang it. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Yes. Yeah, 110. Oblivion. Oh, we just saw it. Made. No. 89 million. Collateral. I, I, I hate Michael Mann. Uh, no. 100.1. Gosh, dang it, Michael Mann. A Few Good Men. Mm, no. 141 million. Never mind. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. No. 105 million. Gosh, dang it. The Mummy. <laughs> no. Mm, 80.1 okay. million, yeah. <laughs> Jack Reacher, the first one. Um, I don't think it did super well. I don't think so. 80 million. Vanilla Sky. I, no. 100.6 million. Dang it. <laughs> He's got a lot that all he does is he, like, I'm sure he, like, rents out a theater and, like, invites all of his buddies. The original Top Gun. Probably not. It was released in 1986. Well, let's see. It, I know I didn't have a huge opening weekend. It probably made a lot less. I'll say yes in the long run. 180 million. Oh, okay. Then definitely. It did have a couple IMAX re-releases over the years. Whatever. I'm glad I switched but that because that was not a good close. What would 180, 180 million be, be adjusted for inflation? 215. 437 million. Well, that was embarrassingly off. Good grief. Wow. See, that's how much Top Gun would make domestically today. Yeah, think. So we got to change our estimates. Um, That was a stupid the- answer, David. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tom have more fresh or more rotten films on RT? Rotten. He's got 18 rotten. He's got 33 fresh. Wow, it's not even close. Man. Top Gun Maverick is tied for Cruz's highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Which film also has 97%? Fallout? Yeah, yeah, good job. At 7%, what is Tom's lowest rated film? Let's see. I don't think he was in movie 43. That's the (laughs) go-to answer. Not Days of Thunder. That's like in the 30s or something. I don't know. All I can give is cocktail. It is cocktail. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right. Bob's Burgers. I'm going to give you a character, an item, or a location. You tell me if it's from Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons, or Family Guy. Oh, dear. So you're a Bob fan, so you're going to know a lot of these right I've away. Wagstaff Elementary. All the Bobs, some Family Guy, and almost no Simpsons. So we'll All right. See. So a process of elimination. Yeah. Uh, Wagstaff Elementary. That's Bob's Burgers. Duff Beer. That's a Simpsons. Regular size Rudy. Bob's Burgers. Mayor Adam West. Family Guy. The Chumbo Wumbas. Oh, those are the little people in the thing. I just don't remember what the... Simpsons. Family Guy. Family Guy. Snowball 2. 
Simpsons. The inanimate carbon rod. Simpsons. Yeah. The Wharf Art Center. Uh, uh, Bob's Burgers. Yep. Gabbo. Family Guy? Simpsons. The Escalator to Nowhere. That's The Simpsons. Yep. Pawtucket Pete. That's Family Guy. Boomhauer. That's King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Woods playing himself. Family Guy. And The Simpsons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you a movie. You tell me the actor named Bob in that movie. Okay. Happy Gilmore. Bob Barker. Good job. The Avengers. Robert Downey Jr.? Yep. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, what's his face? Uh, oh, what is his name? <laughs> Bob Haskins. Haskins. Yep. The Apostle. Robert Duvall. Yeah, Bobby Duvall. Half-Baked. I've never seen Half-Baked. Odenkirk. Bob Saget. Oh, uh, that's right. The Rescuers. We talked about this last week. Bob Newhart. Meet the Fockers. Bobby De Niro. What was the final domestic gross of What About Bob? <laughs> 76 million. 63. No. Not too far off. How much would that be adjusted for inflation? Okay, I've learned a lot now. Um, you said, it's, how much was it? 63? 63. 155. Not bad. 138 million. Okay. That's, That's how much Bob would, what about Bob would make today? And party time over. Cha, 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 cha. All right, so let's give our estimates for the weekend. I have Top Gun easily number one. We're giving our estimates for the three-day, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun at $110 million. Doctor Strange 2 dropping 40% at $18.9 million. Bob's Burgers at 8 Downton Abbey dropping 40% at $9.6 million. The Bad Guys dropping 12% at $5.3. And then I have Sonic 2, regardless of Paramount Plus, having it do well, a 25% drop at $2.9. Hemi, what do you got? Yeah, lots of light drops here. 110 for Maverick, like we said. I got Doctor Strange at an even 20, which is only a 35% drop, but should have a pretty good hold on the Memorial Day weekend. I got Bob's Burgers at 10. Downton Abbey at 7.5. Uh, I do think it's going to have a pretty sharp drop, even even with the, uh, the Memorial Day weekend. Bad Guys at 5, which is an 18% drop. Uh, and Sonic at 3, about where you and then Drew has Top Gun making an even 100 million. Doctor Strange dropping 47% with 16.7 million. He has Bob making an 8.5. He has Downton Abbey dropping 53% with a 7.5 million. Hume, bad guys dropping only 18%, 5 million even. And Sonic 2 dropping 22% at 3 million. Uh, what are you watching this weekend? Man, I so tomorrow's my last day of school, and I have so many movies, especially even movies that I've said on here that I'm going to watch that I haven't done. I'm going to try to get through all of those. Not necessarily this week, but over the next couple weeks. I still haven't watched Batman. I still mm-hmm. haven't watched... Uh, the, uh, stupidly enough, I watched Senior Year that Amy... Uh, not Amy Schumer. What's her name? Holler? Uh, Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Sorry. I was thinking oh. Fat Amy from the movies. Uh, so that was a mistake. Um, a lot. I'm going to be watching a lot. We'll see. I'm... Uh... My buddy Milhouse and I, we're going to go to Elkhart, Indiana, to the Superhero Hall of Fame oh. on Saturday, and we're going to stay the night. Uh, we're bringing his kid, my nephew, and then we're going to drive back Sunday morning, but Obi-Wan is being released this weekend on Disney+, Plus, so I'm definitely going to make knock, knock out those two episodes, and I'm probably going to finish Star Trek Discovery Season 3 and, and head off into Season 4 before I watch Star Trek um, Strange New Worlds or whatever the new show is. I'm really looking forward to that. There are a lot of Star Treks out right now. Yeah, but... And I don't know what Drew's going to watch. Um, He's going to watch something. The challenge, for sure, because there's a new season going on. Okay. Well, Hammy, how can people challenge us? 
you can challenge us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, anywhere really. Uh, and you can find our podcast anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Just search for Box Office. I almost said champs. That's not it. That is not it. Box Office Party. <laughs> I have the hardest time remembering the name of our show at the very end. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Box Office Party. Lots of colors. We'll have our faces on it. Or at least a shiny reel with a party hat. I like our little logo. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Geek Box Office. And of course, you can follow our good buddy Drew when he's actually here at Drew Angelman on Twitter and all social media. Reminder all of our box office research is done on thenumbers.com. That's the numbers.com where movie. Wait, where data and the movie business meet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you at the movies.